You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Let's go to church. That's the title of this devotion. I am so grateful that I grew up in a home that that was the order of the week. And in my home, actually, it was the order of the day. (laughs) When I was young, we'd go to church almost every day, almost every day. And as I became a minister in 1978, I preached every night and three times on the Sunday. It just was the way that we lived. My father was in a real phenomenal revival and we had like 76 churches, uh, excuse me, 76 services a week in all the different churches that my father had established. So I was going from one to the other and it was utterly delightful. I mean, it, it was just joy to go to church and worship God. And I still love it. Oh, how I love it today. How I get excited to be with God's devoted people and to worship Him. Like David says in Psalm 16, my favorite thing to do is to be with God's devoted people. And here in Psalm 122, David says, I was glad when they said to me, let's go into the house of the Lord. I want to encourage you, let this be in your heart that it makes you happy when you hear other people wanting to go to church. And if people would ever ask you, why do you go to church? You say, oh, it just makes me so happy to be with God's devoted people. I just love being together because when we are together in His name, He is revealed among us. He, who's He? The Lord Jesus said, where two or three or more of you are gathered in my name, I will be in the midst of you. The Apostle Paul writes to the Corinthian church and he says, when you gather together in the presence and power of the Lord Jesus. You see, this is the wonder of the church, is that we are the temple of the living God. It says in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 3, Excuse me, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16 or 17. Verse 16, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? You know, a lot of people forget that that's what church is all about, is to come together in the presence and power of the Lord. And this is my word for you today. And it comes from Isaiah and from Micah, Isaiah chapter 2. Yes, the word is be happy to go to church. Let it be your delight and let it be something you look forward to and talk about and that that it's a part of your family that you go to church, that you love coming to church. But here in Isaiah chapter 2 verse 3, it says, Many people shall come and say, Come. Let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. 
And out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord come from Jerusalem, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. The mountain of the Lord means the house of God. In other words, it's like Jesus said that the church should be like a city on the hill that enlightens everything around it. The church should be the center of the community. If you go through this country here in Britain, you see everywhere, villages, everywhere, and they all are built around a old church building. And those, some of those buildings are there for 900, 1,000 years and more. And they've been there and these villages are built around it. You see, the church is always supposed to be the center of the community. It is why we dwell where we are. We come together to worship God and see His favor and blessings upon all that we are, say and do that we see his favor upon us. He blesses the land to give the increase so we can enjoy the food thereof. He blesses the cattle so they can increase and, and provide prosperity and meat and milk and, and, so, and butter and, and, and all the other good things. You know, I heard one preacher one time said that he loves ice cream because it's just another form of salad, of, 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 of greens. And I was thinking for a moment, he says, the cow produces the cream for the ice cream, it eats green grass, so. <laughs> but yeah, we know that's not exactly so, but you know, it's just a joke. But listen, dear friends, it's God's favor that makes the earth prosper, that makes the land prosper, that makes the weather, it affects everything when God's favor is on it. And when we keep him first place in our lives, when our delight is set upon going to church and worshiping him together, oh, I tell you, we will see the Lord's favor and blessings on our communities. I want to encourage you, if you want to do something good for your community, for your country, go back to church and start singing and worshiping God and start enjoying listening to his word and praying and believing for your ministers to be given utterance to speak by the Holy Spirit words that come from the heart of your heavenly father. Begin to bless his house and see God bless your house and community. Here in Micah, in Micah chapter four, verse one and two, it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the tops of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and people shall flow to it. Many nations shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion, the law shall go forth and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem this Michael, who came so much later than Isaiah, confirmed that what Isaiah said in chapter 2, verse 3, is what Micah said too. And you could see, in other words, that that word is for every generation. It was for the generation of Isaiah. It was for the generation of Micah. It is for our generation. I really believe this with all my heart, that we again, see the Heavenly Father with His 
loving arms draws back into his house to be one family from many tribes, tongues and nations to worship together where there is no division of racism and other disharmonies that so often cause so much pain in communities, but where there is sweetness of mutual love and respect and appreciation for one another, where we know how to respect and honor one another's traditions and differences and even enjoy them. I tell you, when I go and be with Indian people and eat their amazing food, I love it. But then when I get together with Indian people, oh, African people, how I love their different traditions, my goodness, and their food, or the Chinese, or the English. I mean, give me some good gravy and, and, and turkey and Yorkshire pudding and roast potatoes and I am as ha and, and some vegetables and I'm as happy as can be for dinner or give me sausage and beans, <laughs> baked beans and give me some, some hash browns, you know, and two eggs and I will be happy for breakfast and that's so British. In the Netherlands where I come from, they give you ham or they give you cheese and a boiled egg for breakfast. It, it, it's nothing like what we get here in Britain, but I love that too. What am I trying to say to you? What makes us appreciate and welcome each other when we realize we're all part of the same family, the family of God? And when we love going to church where there is no distinction between the rich and the poor, between the skin of color, the color of skin, between male or female, but no, where we, between the young and the old, we're all one family in God who dwells in us all by His Spirit and who joins us all together through His Son, Jesus Christ, into one family. Come on, that is unique about the church. Especially if you come here to Life Church, you'll see people here from all kinds of nations with all kinds of skin colors, and I love them all. My goodness, do I love them, and I'm so happy that I don't see the distinction. I see us all one in Christ, but I do respect the differences and I do love the differences. I think our differences are our strength when we're all one in Christ Jesus before God as His, as His children. The Lord God has made us all unique, but we're all made by His Spirit in His likeness to be one family and to belong to one another, to love, and to hear His Word. Let me read you a couple of more scriptures. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Matthew 4, verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Jesus went about, but He went to the synagogues. He went to where the people gathered together. Today, you would call it the church, even though we have synagogues today. And his fame went through all Syria, and they brought to him all who were sick, the people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. A great multitude followed him from Galilee, from the Capolis, from Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. You see, they came, a multitude came. I really feel, to give you this word from the Lord, that the people will start coming. They will come. Come on. When we started Life Church in 19, 
1989, I called my father in the Netherlands. He's with Jesus now. But I called him and I said, Dad, because he started so many churches. I said, Dad, how did you get all the people that you got? He said, oh, you do what Jesus tells you to do and they will come. I said, they will come. He said, they will come. I said, so, so in other words, what did you do? He said, they will come. And one thing you discover, when you've passed it long enough, you can have tried everything. You can have tried everything. But if the Lord doesn't add to the church, it will not grow. It will not grow. But the Bible says in the book of Acts, and the Lord added daily to the church those who are being saved. And let me close with you with this verse from Acts chapter 20, verse 7 and 8. Okay? Now on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them concerning the message until midnight. And there were many lamps in the upper room where they were gathered together. They came together on Sunday. It's very clear that it was Sunday. Look what it says here in Mark chapter 16, verse 1. Mark 16, verse 1. Hold on. Here it is. Mark 16. Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices that they might come to anoint him. Very, very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. What day of the week is that? Sunday. Sunday morning. They came to the tomb where Jesus had risen. Here it says in the book of Acts, verse 7, on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together. You see, it is the customary to go to church as the Christian church on Sunday morning to celebrate the new covenant because they broke bread to celebrate the new covenant, to celebrate that we have been made one body in the Lord. That's the breaking of the bread. Many pieces, but one bread, that we are one body in the Lord. It says here in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 1 and 2. I know I'm going on a bit, but stay with me. 1 Corinthians 16. Now concerning the collection from the saints, as I have given orders to the churches in Galatia, so you must also do on the first day of the week. Let each of you lay something aside, storing up that you may prosper, that there be no collection when I come. In other words, when you come together on Sunday morning, bring in your offerings that you gather together to give for the purpose that the Apostle Paul was writing to them about, which was to give, give a missions offering for the poor people in Jerusalem. Okay, last verse, Revelations chapter 1. Revelations 1 verse 9. I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was on the isle called Patmos for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. And I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a loud voice as a trumpet. I am the elf and the maker, the beginning and the, and the first and so forth. He calls... Sunday morning, the Lord's day. 
The reason we as the Christian church gather on Sunday morning is because we celebrate the new covenant. We celebrate the new day that has come through the resurrection from the dead. The church has been born out of that resurrection. It says in 1 Peter chapter 1, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that never fades away, that is reserved in heaven for you, who are being kept by the power of God, unto salvation, ready to be revealed in this last day. Oh, I love those words. We, the church, are born out of that resurrection. You were baptized into his death in water baptism, and you rose with him to newness of life, Romans chapter 6 teaches. That's why we go to church on Sunday morning. So come on, let's go to church. Amen? Have a good day.